Yo, check. Twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of RX Radio. I am your host, Dr. Richard Waith, and today I actually have two very special guests on the line, which I think is the first time I've had two guests at the same time on the phone. But I am very excited to bring you guys the owners of Parker's Pharmacy, Kyle and Orlando. How's it going, guys? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. I am ecstatic to have you guys on here. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, kind of just diving into owning a pharmacy, you know, especially in this new environment. Um, you guys are, have recently, you know, opened up and I have recently had a, a like earlier in the podcast life, we had a, a guest on that owned a pharmacy, but he was a second generation owner. So he had been that pharmacy had been in operation for a while now. But you guys are just kind of getting started, which I'm really excited to hear about. But before we get into that, can you guys just tell us, tell the listeners a little bit about yourselves? Uh, well, my name is Orlando Palmer, uh, pharmacist in charge here at Farm, uh, Parker's Pharmacy, um, one of the owners, and been a pharmacist for 14 years. I've uh, done management in retail setting. I've actually done some nuclear pharmacy also um, before opening up the uh, pharmacy here this year. And uh, my name is Kyle Palmer, uh, born and raised from Baton Rouge. Uh, I do the marketing and branding for Parker's Pharmacy uh, for the past 10 years uh, in Montana, where I was living. I was doing uh, marketing. I had a marketing company there, so we just decided to join forces and come together and uh, home. That's awesome. So are, how did you guys uh, How did you guys meet? How do you guys know each other? <laughs> uh, Kyle is actually my baby brother. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. There you go. Oh, wow. <laughs> ba- baby brother, right? But when people when uh when people come to the pharmacy, he likes to tell people I'm I'm his dad. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> cool, cool. I wasn't sure if you guys were family or, or or friends, but cool. That's awesome. Okay. Um. So I'm sure. Like, what brought you guys to make your own pharmacy? I mean, especially with what's going on, as you already know, the landscape is crazy. What and like put you guys in the right mind to say, let's just start our own pharmacy. A um, couple things. Um, we knew the landscape was going to be challenging, but I mean, just our natural personalities. We love challenges. Uh, we came together. We've been planning the pharmacy two to three years before actually opening the doors. So it was a situation where we got together, started brainstorming, and we I knew that I was going to open up a pharmacy. So it's like we decided to merge our individual talents and open up the pharmacy. And we, we thought, hey, where can we put this pharmacy? So we mutually decided uh, to come together collectively and go back home to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where a large number of our family and friends are and open and start the business. Well, that makes sense, especially with, um, you know, probably the support system you guys might have there with the community, right? Correct. Absolutely. Okay, cool. And, um, you know, I'm sure you guys had, especially if you've been planning for years, you know, I'm sure you guys had a pretty detailed way that you guys saw how things were going to go kind of in starting your own pharmacy. But what was the most, what would you say is like the most unexpected kind of thing that kind of popped up as you guys were going through this process? 
um, like you just mentioned, the the planning piece with the business plan and the research, that's that's really important. And you can't really rush that aspect for any new business owner. So we were well prepared in, in, uh, with the amount of time that we put in planning. But I'll probably say the most uh, unexpected piece that we encountered dealt with uh, permitting delays with construction. That one piece, like we really couldn't. We couldn't have any contingency in place for that. It was one of those things where, hey, <laughs> you were at the mercy of the city for your permits getting um, pulled to starting construction of that nature. And I, I remember going to a, uh, I think it was a Florida Board of Pharmacy meeting once, and I, I heard so many complaints about just getting approval, like just DEA approval and things like that. Like, w- were there also issues kind of with the Board of Pharmacy or the DEA in terms of getting like um, like licensings and things like that? Actually, no. Actually, with the uh, state of Louisiana, we actually didn't run into any um, any delays with the Louisiana Board of Pharmacy. I mean, after submitting the application, they will not grant you your your pharmacy permit license until every single thing is checked off. So, it was a situation where uh, proper planning, you know, you can you can you can avoid those pitfalls and, and delays and opening um, by having everything in line and in place for your final inspection to receive your permit. And then after your board of pharmacy inspection, then we were able to seamlessly get the uh, DEA license in, in place. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds like it went pretty smoothly then on, on your end. Maybe, maybe we just need to step our game up here in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then again, that is state specific. So yeah. I'm, uh, I can, yeah. I can only uh, test for Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, we spoke about kind of the environment and, and how like, you know, a lot of people would probably maybe say it's not the best time to, you know, start your own pharmacy. Now, knowing that, no, like, how did you guys say that, okay, like, this is how we're really going to kind of really compete and, and survive and, and be profitable um, kind of in this new environment? What, what was that like? Like, what were you guys thinking in terms of like making sure you guys know how to compete um, with, with the uh, other like large retailers? I'll, I'll start the question off, then I'll turn it over to my brother Kyle. Uh, just knowing the, those challenges that uh, independent and in, in, in the ph- current pharmacy environment, we know from we knew from the start that we had to be a little bit unorthodox with things, and we knew that marketing had to be an equal piece in the business um, collectively uh, to gain that new business with the challenges faced and the environment with competition and whatnot. So. Having that perspective in the planning stage and in the implementation stage, and I'll let my brother touch on that a little bit more, that was key for us with starting the new business. You just can't focus on marketing, I mean, on pharmacy and thinking that, hey, once you open a door, if you got a location, the business is going to come because it's not. Uh, so you got to uh, look at it from a different perspective, and I'll turn this over to my brother Kyle to finish up on that question. Yeah, and, and to play off of what Orlando was saying, uh, we plan to continue to compete with the big boxes by uh, staying grassroots, staying in the grassroots, uh, making sure that we understand and know our community and know their needs, uh, being present at local health fairs, church fairs, uh, seminars, going to schools and different things like that. Our calendar is always booked up, you know, so they, uh, our community will continuously see our face and know who we are. And uh, on top of that, while we're doing our marketing, we try to make it fun. Uh, pharmacy, uh, from my perspective, is an outdated industry as far as uh, marketing goes. So we want to make this fun, this journey fun, uh, and bring some life to it. So uh, back in April, we, we did something unorthodox, and uh, it was called Transfer and Peel. 
down here in Louisiana, people love, love crawfish. That's like, that's life to us down here. So <laughs> everyone, everyone that uh, came out that day uh, and wanted to transfer because they were want, want to support us. But if they wanted to transfer, they were getting a couple pounds of crawfish, corn, potatoes, uh, meeting the staff, seeing the facility. Uh, we had some other vendors, different things like that. So it's not the normal, but it actually worked out and paid off for us. Yeah. So, you know, it sounds like definitely from a high level, you know, just kind of being in the community and, you know, obviously knowing what your community likes and kind of tailoring to that is kind of how you guys are marketing. But is there some like, is there anything that's like specific that you would say is kind of different or kind of new or something that you guys maybe hadn't seen before that you were doing to market to customers to gain, to gain new customers or even to keep, you know, customers that you've already came into the store um, or sorry, came into the pharmacy to kind of come back again. Like what, what kind of things have you guys been doing differently in that sense? Well, uh, we, we, we believe that transparency is key, you know, and it's 2018 and, uh, with the internet involved, transparency, we believe is how you win and stay afloat. Uh, we want our, uh, customers and, uh, potential customers to see exactly what we go through as business owners. So that's that transparency that I, that is incorporated in our marketing. We want you to know the highs. We want you to know also the lows that we go through because it's not only our pharmacy. It's actually the community pharmacy, So uh, the community's pharmacy. So we depend a lot on just transparency to be added to our pharmacy. And a lot of businesses that I see out here, they don't uh, show the goods, the bads, and everything for the uh, the people to see. Cool, cool. And um, what about social media? So, I mean, it seems like you guys are pretty, you know, pretty active on social media. Um, How has that been? How's that marketing been like? And um, was there anything that you guys have been doing differently on there um, to kind of target some new some new customers? Okay, so uh, social media is is key. Uh, One of the major pieces to our business plan Uh, right now. we're also in the process of launching our uh, our own independent uh, our own marketing company called Life Marketing and Design, where we'll be uh, producing content and marketing for not only Parker's Pharmacy but also other uh, independent pharmacies nationwide. But just putting out high quality content consistently, uh, connecting with those in the industry, whether they're pharmacists, pharmacy students, uh, pharmacy owners. You know, and just also just making it making it fun. I mean, we are a pharmacy, so you have to think think of it along the lines as uh, why are people following a pharmacy page? You know, it's yeah. it's, it's it's a lot of different pages out there and, uh, that people can actually follow and stay engaged with. So uh, we definitely want to make sure that we are keeping our followers engaged and growing. But social media is a key aspect to our business plan. And right now, Orlando, how much? <laughs> What percentage would you say our uh, customer base has been from social media? And it actually exceeded my expectation because um, as a pharmacy owner, you have to market across different generations. And we've learned no matter what the generation is, they're still active on some outlet of social media. So I'll say at least, at least, 80% 80% of all of our patients are on one form of social media outlet. So that wow. that's a huge that's a that's a huge part of it. And not to not to mention our location is is prime. 
uh, we researched and was patient on selecting our location, which we have curb appeal. You know, it's on a highway frontage, so it's a lot of traffic, you know. But selecting that uh, location also takes time to work through its own nearby community. So uh, utilizing social, I say that to say utilizing social media gives a new business, gave us that jump start uh, in not only having to rely on our immediate community to start walking through the doors of our pharmacy. That That is so like, that is so awesome to hear that, you know, I feel that I've spoken to a lot of different independent pharmacies and, you know, the biggest concern is that, you know, their, you know, their patient, their main patient base or customer base is, you know, they, they're not technology savvy. They, they're not really on their phones or not on social media. So it's kind of refreshing to kind of hear that, but like, what message would you have maybe to, you know, some of the other independent pharmacies out there that kind of like, don't really think that like the whole social media thing is a thing and it's effective in their customer base. Like, what can you tell them that you've kind of seen that's actually like contrary to that? Um, if I was to meet any owner who's hesitant or really reserved uh, and resisting that that change into the current dynamics of this generation and implementing technology, either you're going to adapt or you're going to die. Uh, it's, it's, it's basically that simple. It's, it's that crucial to where we are in 2018 moving forward with technology um, and, and understanding the use of social media and technology in the workplace, especially specifically in the pharmacy. And, and to touch up on that a little more, uh, we attended the RBC conference here in, uh, I think it was the end of June in San Diego and uh, Irvin Magic Johnson was speaking. And the main point was change, you know, and not only in the pharmacy industry, uh, industries uh, worldwide, we have to adapt and change. If not, uh, we're giving the competitors an edge to uh, come in and swoop in our customer base. So do you, I mean, I'm just really curious, and this is this is almost on a personal selfish note here, but like, are you getting patients that come in like, oh, you know, um, like that's maybe like over 50 or even over 60 saying they kind of saw you on Instagram or on Facebook or something like that? Like what, what kind of experiences do you guys have with like that older population kind of mentioning social media? <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you asked that, Richard. OK, uh, I'm excited to say this. And at first I was shocked. But uh, daily, I wish I could just scroll through our messages on Facebook and Instagram just to show you the interaction with not only the millennials, but also the baby, the baby boomers. boomers. <laughs> the baby boomers are on social media. Do not be fooled. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's daily they're coming in. Because we screen everyone. We, we track every uh, patient that's coming into our pharmacy to see how they heard about us to help us out with our future marketing plan. Uh, and it's, it's hundreds and hundreds of, uh, patients that's coming through the door. That's 50 plus wow. that's hearing about us on Facebook, more so Facebook. Uh, but yeah. don't be surprised that they're on Instagram as well, but it, it's a great amount of them that's walking in daily, Richard, that's, uh, on Facebook. Wow. That's, that's so crazy. I mean, I, if I'm, if I had to guess, I would definitely say, I feel like for definitely 50 and up, I think Facebook has a very large um, population of people that are underestimated, like on there and, and active yep. on there, you know, like not you just that they correct. have one, but they're active on there. 
you are definitely correct, uh, and that's one of our. Uh, it, it's been a home run for us, and we we will consistently uh, use all platforms. But Facebook is definitely that prime demographic for forty to forty on up. You know, yeah. when you're marketing on Facebook, they give you a button that you can select sixty five plus if you want to market to sixty five plus. Yeah. So, in other words they're on Facebook. Yeah, it's just so and then and like what's crazy about it is you can take like people just don't understand how Facebook you can tailor the ads, you know, to a specific demographic. Like you can make a picture that is tailored to, you know, a woman over 50 um in a specific city like about your pharmacy. Like it's just ridiculous to me that people are not and it's, you know, there's paid advertising and obviously you can do free advertising, but like you know, even the paid advertising, it's not that costly. Like it's, it's pretty ridiculous to see that a lot of pharmacies kind of not have, have not really jumped on this train yet. And, uh, and me and Orlando talk about it often. Uh, a lot of these pharmacy owners, they know, they're no, they know pharmacy and they also know business. Uh, our, uh, our dynamic works out where I'm experienced in marketing so I can be able to adapt and bring in the, the new initiatives in the marketing world while Orlando focuses on the pharmacy side. So that works out, uh, that works out for us. And that we definitely would recommend that all pharmacy owners, whether they don't have anyone in the business that knows marketing, definitely hire a marketing, uh, agency to come in and, uh, bring some life to their, uh, pharmacy. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's crazy, but I, I think there should be like a push for, you know, more pharmacists to know marketing. Like, I think it would be much better to have a pharmacist or, you know, just kind of someone else that, um, you know, that has that experience and even in pharmacy to kind of come in with that, with a marketing background. Like, I think that would be something that would be, you know, amazing. I mean, it would just, in terms of like, you know, cost work out where a pharmacy can not only hire a pharmacist, but then that pharmacist can also market. So, I mean, that's another good idea as well. So, so, so Richard, what you're saying right now, we're going to develop a curriculum for all of the, uh, oh, there you go. Schools, Segway. Pharmacy, school, <laughs> <laughs> pharmacy schools and go ahead and, uh, and start teaching marketing to the pharmacists uh, as they, they finish up. Rich, that would be ideal, but I mean, that would be so rare trying to merge those individual personality types like that. Yeah. If you know, pharmacists are scientists and have a, a certain personality type. Most of them are OCD. Most of them aren't the most creative. So yeah. if you, you'll hit a home run if you're able to find someone who has those quality, qualities as a pharmacist yeah. and a healthcare yeah. professional and the creative marketing side too. That, that would definitely be great. It's, it is it is hard. I, I, I will I will say, but I'm just saying that this is this is for that you know individual out there that's thinking that hey you know what I'm actually kind of creative and I'm in pharmacy school or I'm a pharmacist maybe this is a good niche to kind of go into to help some of these other uh, smaller pharmacies out. So yes. Um, all right, so let's let's kind of go a, a tad bit away from marketing and let's go into like a little bit like on the operational side where um, I just kind of wanted to see you know if we can if we can find anything that might help some other um, you know pharmacy owners out there that are listening or, or people that are planning to start their own pharmacy. What what kind of things have you guys implemented to kind of uh, help on like costs like managing costs that maybe you might not have seen at like a normal pharmacy or, or like a larger retail pharmacy? Uh. It, not so not so much cost specific, but 
if there's any any pharmacist listening out there that that's seriously interested in starting their own pharmacy or independent pharmacy, uh, the number one, the absolutely number one focus should be customer service, and that's something that you will have to invest in. You know, like that's what's going to differentiate your pharmacy without a doubt from those big box retailers, mm-hmm. your level of customer service, that personal care touch with every single patient that walks through the door. That's what other people cannot duplicate. And that's one of our strongest values that we hold dear here at Parker's pharmacy. Uh, the level of customer service for everyone um, is it, what's going to stand out um, in this retail environment. So in other words, you're saying uh, the customer service is what's saving us. <laughs> yeah, that, absolutely. I mean, that customer service, when, when people, we've had customers come in and say they're never going to any other pharmacy ever again. Yeah, uh, They like to just be treated like a person, not a number. Uh, it's definitely not a volume situation here at Parker's Pharmacy or most independent pharmacies. Uh, exactly. Like, they just want to be treated and have a conversation <laughs> and, and yeah. ask about their health. <laughs> now, what about the, you know, the patients that, I mean, cause it's interesting you mentioned like the whole customer service thing. Um, and this might be kind of straying away from uh, off topic, but what about the customers that like, you know, they love you guys like to death, but like something happened with their insurance and they, you know, were, were no, it was no longer, you know, um, contracted with your pharmacy, let's say. Are, are, is there anything that you guys are doing to try to keep those customers still? And I know, I don't think you guys, I don't know how long you guys have been open exactly, but um, I know it hasn't been that long. So maybe you guys haven't faced a lot of these challenges, but what, what, like, what are you guys doing in that situation? Uh, from, from a contracting perspective, uh, we haven't seen too much of it yet. However, at the end of the day, we'll individually run a cost analysis for that patient with the prescription and see, Hey, it might be a situation where, uh, it is a generic type uh, medication where, hey, the cost is really not that high that we can actually, you know, kind of have a program in place where they won't see a different in-network or not-a-network. And then you're going to have those situations where, hey, unfortunately, we're going to need you to get this prescription filled somewhere else because just the cost under their individual health care plan is too expensive to to feel. So it's like, hey, we work with them. We ask them, hey, what what nearby retailer would you like us to get this medication transferred over to? But we haven't seen a large number of those yet, but we do anticipate them, um, especially with the uh, especially with the the big insurance challenges that we face. Um, and they can be with someone this year, come January first of the new year, things mm-hmm. will change. Gotcha. Cool. Well, um, I know we're getting close here, and I know you, it's. I really do appreciate your guys' time because you guys got to open up in a couple minutes. We're we're doing this some morning right before you guys open on uh, on Monday. Um, but if you can, um, I wanted to hear a little bit about what Italy was like. I think Kyle, I think it was you that you had posted a picture um, on Instagram about uh, about a trip to Italy and and looking at pharmacies and how that operates there. Can you give us a little bit of insight as to what that was like? No, uh, first of all, it was amazing. Uh, I visited Venice. Uh, goodness gracious, Venice, Florence, Greece, and uh, Croatia uh, early July, and uh, I mean it was just amazing. Uh, the I would say the pharmacies there are similar to the independent pharmacies in the United States. 
you know, it's that small field. They, they're going above and beyond for you. Uh, I went into a few, I think total, I went into four pharmacies, uh, two in, one in Venice, one in Florence, and uh, two in uh, Croatia. And uh, each one that I went into, uh, it was a, a language barrier, but it, even though it was a language barrier for myself, uh, they still were trying their best to understand me, to try to fit my needs, similar to exactly what we are uh, trying to do here with Parker's Pharmacy. So uh, it was amazing to see. Yeah. Was was there anything specific that kind of obviously I know you couldn't talk to him about like operations and marketing, all that stuff because because that language barrier. But was there anything that specifically that kind of stuck out to you that was like, whoa, kind of didn't really see that um, either before or didn't really expect that? Not not really. I was just surprised, uh, literally, in the airport, right when you land over there, uh, it seems like they're just marketing a pharmacy, like as you drive throughout the community, yeah. you, you see you see the green, uh, you see the green symbol, wow. you know, and and it's it, it was kind of funny to me, and I was like, man, I wish Parker's Pharmacy just had those at the airport, and yeah. you know, was able to just have them on the side of the roads here and there, you know. I guess it's not like a billboard, but it's just like they're letting you know how many miles you are away from a pharmacy, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, that was cool to see, you know, but uh, I didn't get a chance to, uh, because of the language bar- yeah, barrier, yeah. to dive into it that much. But what I can say is I did notice that each pharmacy that I went to overseas, uh, they were more community oriented and it felt like home yeah. and what we were doing. So That's awesome. All right. So uh, last thing I want to ask you guys to see if like, uh, you know, you had given some advice about focusing on the customer as for anyone that wants to start a pharmacy, but what other advice can you give or, or what can people start doing now if it is something that they really want to do in terms of they want to there's a student that wants to open up their own pharmacy or even a, a pharmacist out practicing is just kind of fed up and says they want to do their own thing. What's the what's some other advice or what's the next the next best advice that you would give to someone in that position? Um, just start start doing research. Uh, NCPA, National Community Pharmacists Association, is a huge, a huge organization. Um that has a, 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 a wide array of resources available specifically and only for uh, community pharmacy. So a lot of resources available through the NCPA. And just stopping in um, at your local independent. Um, I found that even before we even decided to open up, uh, pharmacy owners and pharmacists at independents were more than willing to just take some time out um, and, and talk to you about the business and everything. Um, so just stopping by your local independent to um, – have a conversation is also a great source. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, again, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. If you can just let the listeners know if they want to kind of connect with you guys again and kind of continue the conversation, what would be the best way for them to reach or connect with you guys? Well, definitely for those that are listening out there, uh, Parker's Pharmacy, we are here to help out in any way we can. Uh, If you want to connect with us, you can visit Parker's Pharmacy on Facebook uh, you can also visit Parker's Pharmacy on Instagram. Those are the two social media platforms that we really use. Also, uh, if you want to check us out on our website, you can definitely go to parkersrx.com. Uh, you can definitely shoot us an email there. We'll respond pro- promptly and get back with you and just try to connect. Uh, and to touch up on it, we're, we're connecting with students, pharmacy owners, anyone in the industry that is trying to connect. And uh, hopefully we can learn from each other. But 
We do have rotations, uh, students coming in and doing their rotation, completing their rotation. Orlando, where are, are they out of state too? Yeah, we've actually had some out of state uh, P4, soon to be P4 uh, students reach out to us to see if they, um, if we can um, schedule them for their rotation schedule. So pretty much it's a situation where uh, we have students coming in from out of state. Um, they're doing they're doing their research, getting approval from their uh, College of Pharmacy to have rotations at Parker's Pharmacy for the independent slash entrepreneurial uh, pharmacy experience. That's awesome. And Richard, I, I, I said that just because uh, uh, that's just who Orlando and myself are. We just want to be able to help out and assist. So anytime anyone out there that's just listening, uh, just just reach out to us and we'll uh, we'll definitely connect. That is awesome to hear, guys. Again, really, really appreciate you guys' time. All right. No problem, Richard. Thank you. Hey, and, uh, thank you, Richard. I, I love the podcast. I'm going to just say that. <laughs> thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it. Of course. Hey, guys, I really hope you enjoyed what you just listened to. Make sure to follow us on your favorite social media platforms. And however you're listening, whether it be on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or something else we didn't just mention, we'd appreciate you to subscribe, leave us a rating, and even drop us a comment and let us know what you think. And until next time, see you over the counter. Pharmacy.